What's up, people? You're tuned into Living Millennially with Steph Kai, a safe place tackling life as a millennial, discussing topics we should be talking about but are afraid. From the highs and the lows of relationships to the struggles of everyday life, church, work, people, and staying sane. Let's break it down and detox as we try to find a way to make it out alive. If you don't show up for yourself, then who will? It's a safe space. Make with that, no? Living Millennially with Steph Kai. Okay, welcome my good people. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to episode 3 of Living Millennially with Steph Kai. Can you believe we're on episode 3, guys? I always just want to cry. <laughs> Paula, stop looking at me like that. So I'm your host, Steph Kai, aka Steph Morris, Mr. Nice, Mr. Hotty Hotty, Ray Woylox. Okay, let's stop, yeah. I can't wait to jump into today's episode with my sister in Christ and friend, Paula K. Murphy, just say hi for them. Hi. Yes. Today we'll be discussing mental health issues among our age group and the struggles that we face and why is mental health such a delicate topic. And we'll be touching a little bit more about like the signs of depression and anxiety and learning definitely what these terms mean so that we can stop using them so loosely. So guys, please don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're comfortable because we're international. We, we are now on all major platforms. So you don't have to listen on the anchor link that I send out. You can also listen on the various local podcastings. We touched on in the G. Mm, okay. <coughs> yeah. All right. So most importantly, subscribe, leave a review, and whatever. Right, guys. So uh, onto the show. I love yeah. Right. Tell the good people a little bit about yourself, Paula, and what what you're about. Who are you? Blah 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 blah. Etc. Right. Etc. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Paula K. Murphy. Morris. Um, no. She's right to me. No. <laughs> You know, I think everybody, we're best friends, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we're best yeah man. Mm-hmm. Um, I sing also, but Stefan says I'm a lazy singer. Yeah, she is, guys. Always have to be pulling it out of her. I am a writer. I have a blog, one right now, and it's on mental health, which is our topic for today. Yes. I enjoy, I love reading, I love, I love books. I have a degree in psychology, which is helpful. And uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Okay, fine. It seems that like guys Paula don't know about herself, so when she learns some more, she'll come back and tell us some I more. Hate so, you. continue. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's a little bit about Paula. We met each other at church, mm-hmm. and we have been friends since then. I never like him though. Why you always lying? She still doesn't like me, but I mean, we have to do this episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about mental health today, guys. And I think that this is a topic that's being pushed under the rug among people in our age group. Not just in our age group, but just generally. We don't want to share with each other. We don't want to talk. So I want to ask what definitively, you know, like what defines mental health? All right. So I'm going to, I'm trying to come up with like a working definition for mental health, but for me, mental health describes the state of wellness for your mind. Okay. So you can have good mental health and you can have bad, bad mental, mental health. Okay. 
Can you just give like an example of what's good mental health? Bad. Good mental health is um, being able to deal with like stressful situations, you know, properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With logical reasoning and all of that. Getting proper sleep. Your sleep isn't disturbed. Your emotional wellness mm-hmm. is, you know, taken care of. Taken care of. You can deal with things without getting overly emotional about stuff. Right. Um, you're you're not easily triggered by different different things. Okay. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a negative mental health mm-hmm. or mental illness, um, where you are, you may have triggers that can affect your mental space. Mm-hmm. You have, you can even have physical symptoms right. as a result of, of, of bad your, mental, yeah, right. bad, 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 bad mental, mental health. health. Yes. Right, can be a lot of things from panic attacks anxiety attacks which we'll touch into a little later definitely like breaking down the right. effects of mental health poor sleep poor mm-hmm. eating habits right. no exercise you're easily irritated right. and frustrated and your stress management is poor, poor yeah all those things so. yeah. yeah okay guys so we're kind of getting a little bit a fulsome appreciation or understanding of what it really for me mental health is just like showing up for yourself and just like <laughs> taking care of you because mm-hmm. if you don't take care of you nobody never take care of you i guess that's why i name you oh no my God. i'm so boring don't <laughs> you <laughs> But guys, yes, that's mental health. I want to touch into the topic about our generation in particular. Mm-hmm. What it is, what, what, what is it with us? Why people, why, why we don't like to share? What is it? Well, I was listening to earlier talking about how our generation is kind of hush hush about mental yeah. health. I actually disagree with you in okay. that because I find that our generation is actually the one that's speaking up more okay. about mental mm-hmm. health and mental illnesses than our generation. I guess because we're the one that's most affected yeah. by it because like the things that we're experiencing now it's different it's far different than what our parents and grandparents had to go through so we're more susceptible to like mental illnesses and mm-hmm. poor mental health because the stress mm-hmm. of life as it is now is is great so you have persons, for example, the work, the job market, that alone can stress out people. Well, let's not even... Because... That's a whole episode for itself, like, guys. You just have set out resume like your foo-foo, like collect them, like... And them just want you have 40 years of experience. And yeah, after you do a three-year degree, you know? Like, like, okay, sure, come with your 40 years experience for a, a, a secretary job. Mm-hmm. With no pay, $25,000. Right, like, you know? And then you have this how much millions of dollars worth of student loans. To pay back. And it's it's very difficult, and I don't think older generations understand just how difficult it is. And so, oftentimes, they find that our generation is being called lazy and entitled un- and, entitled and unappreciative. And, and it's not that case. It's really not the case. We're struggling. We're trying to make it work with what we have. Making ends meet. We're trying. And... As a result, some persons push themselves beyond them limits and they get negative, like they get them break down mentally. Yeah. I want to underscore that with the I was doing some research, yes, guys. I, I actually can you do can that. Read. <laughs> um it was saying according to Thomas Curran from the University of Bath and Andrew Hill of York St. John University, it's seen that with the latest generation of millennials, ages eighteen to thirty-five, the generation feels overburdened with a perfectionist streak unknown to their parents or grandparents. And that was a study they were doing on mm-hmm. kids within the school. But not even just like a perfectionist streak. 
I just feel like as young persons, person that you confide in as well, like it's like you just don't have nobody to talk to because it's it's not always about like sharing your issue, but it's how people react because people can be there for you know people mm-hmm. can show up for you, but like sometimes the reaction that you want it doesn't match what's like in your idea of what it should be, and then like you even get more down about that so i don't know sometimes like does talking to people really help your mental health yeah it does that's why talk therapy is one of the things that is used to help with mental illnesses um so going to see a therapist it helps because when you but like but but like no i'm not sorry to cut you but Mm -hmm. like all for me, like in movies, I just like when I say therapy, sit down and like write on my notepad mm-hmm. and then just nod. Like, what really is the benefit of therapy? Is it, it does it really do anything? Is okay, it just so a place I'm to gonna, go and talk? I'm going to speak from my personal experience. Yes. I've actually been to a therapist yeah. for 10 months. Yeah. And my therapist, she was very, very, she, I love in depth, her. Detailed. She was helpful. Yes, she's there with her notepad and everything, but she's not just there nodding listlessly and going mm -hmm, and writing stuff or drawing stuff on her paper she's actually listening and she is helping me well what she did was she helped me to rationalize things she helped me to pick apart triggers that i was having because i struggled with my with depression anxiety for years before i actually sought the help and she helped me to break so did you know that that's what it was depression anxiety or you just after a while because I mean, doing the psychology degree kind of helped me to understand certain right. things and then I kind of put two and two together and you're like, or whatever. Okay. And then going to her and speaking to her and seeing her and she confirming or diagnosing that, okay, this is what it is. It helped. Okay. But before when I was younger, I just know something was wrong with me. I didn't feel normal. But I mean, like, I always knew something was wrong with you. I really wish you <laughs> Joking, guys. <laughs> Joking. But, but yeah, you say your therapist really helped so you. She, um, so she would... What she did was she wasn't the kind of person who would shove solutions down my throat. Right. She would Show help the, me the pros to, and the cons. Right. Yeah. She would help me to figure out, okay, what is this? What's happening here? How do you solve this? How do you resolve this? How is this affecting you? How can it not affect you? That kind of thing. So it wasn't just a sit down and just talk, talk, talk. We had conversation, we had laughs, she gave me homework, we never do it. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're saying that therapy is something that it people helps. should engage in. If if you like to talk, yeah. and if talking helps you deal with your problems, get therapy. What are the other forms of therapeutic things that you can do, though? Suppose you are not that type of person who wants to writing. talk to somebody. Writing. If, you're, okay. if I, I journal a lot, so mm-hmm. writing helps. Um, you can do writing. You can do art therapy. Right. Um, there are some programs that allow you to do art therapy, so you can draw or paint your right. feelings. And then, I guess, but that kind of links back to talking, because after you, you do have to whatever, explain it. Right, you explain whatever it is. There's other greater forms of <laughs> therapy then use some electromagnetic something 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 remember? yeah that's like for persons who have like really critical chronic mental right. illnesses and of course there's medication there's meds meds aren't demonic meds aren't bad yeah um, if you need it then it's available it's available okay. of course the problem with medicine is always trying to find the right mix yeah because you don't want to get addicted that's not even it it's just that sometimes because mental health and brain science is fairly new like a couple hundred years old yeah. a lot of things about like the mind and the brain is still not so clear so finding the right medical um, treatment for individuals because not every 
medicine or not every dosage is for everybody. So there's not like a standard thing yeah. for everybody with like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or whatever. So you have to find the right mix for you. And that can be challenging. That can be years of switching up dosage and whatever. It's very taxing. It's very tiring. So in switching up these dosage and whatever, after a while, doesn't that take a toll on like your Definitely. physical well-being? Definitely. I know that there are some, I know some persons who take, medication for mm-hmm. their mental health and it affects their it affects them weight wow. it it makes them it kind of switch up their personality sometimes them mm-hmm. then they're not as vibrant or yeah, as they should be as they should be they're very listless and so a lot of persons don't even like to take their medication because of the how it makes changes. them yeah the side effects so of it it's i mean everything is like a trial and error with mm-hmm. mental health that's why it's so delicate yeah a delicate topic that is slowly it's, well, I wouldn't say slowly, but like it's on the rise of being it's more slowly, appreciated. But it's steady. Yeah, because I even have a friend who started a whole campaign, My Mind Matters. Mm-hmm. Big up Alana. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of encouraging people to talk about stuff. And it's okay to not be okay. You know, I think like yeah. in our generation, in the, in the hyper IG and everything, like it's just like a whole cosmic space of nothingness at the end of the day because yeah. at the end of the day if you're not okay you're just, not, you're just okay. not okay yeah so i want to move on though to the terms depression and anxiety in particular mm-hmm. and i realized that a lot of people like if they have a bad day they will say they're depressed mm-hmm. right and i've spoken to person and they're saying like you know depression is not something that you should just throw around like that. Definitely. It's actually a serious medical condition. Definitely. So I want us to just touch a little bit on that to say how do we use these terms loosely and identifying what is depression and right. um yeah because I so I'm guilty of that. Like if I come home from work and I had a hard day I'd be like I feel, oh, I'm so feeling depressed. Yeah. yeah it was so depre- right. Yeah. So what really is depression? All right, so depression is it's something more than just being sad. Yeah. It's uh, a medical condition. Yes, but it's like you have, you're just in a very low mood. Yeah. And it affects how you relate to, how you function. So some persons, them just can't do them normal day-to-day activities. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for them to socialize. It's Mm -hmm. hard for them to reach out to people. It's hard for them to function just generally function because they just feel this sense of hopelessness, this overwhelming sense of worthlessness. They feel like they don't deserve to live. It's just, it's just a heavy, it's like a heaviness, right? And I know a lot of persons tend to think that, oh, being overwhelmingly sad it's one day depressed. is being depressed, but depression is not just a one day thing. For you to be clinically diagnosed as like depressed, it would have to be something that's ongoing for like, four weeks six months yeah. um and it's something that you that's re- reoccurring so for me i i would feel this overwhelming sadness and worthlessness and hopelessness very often but i didn't want to say it was depression right. mainly because i was aware that persons were throwing away throwing around um, the term loosely. loosely and i didn't want to be one of those persons right but I still felt like something was wrong. I just didn't know what to call it. And same thing with anxiety. Right. Because I would feel, for, well, for anxiety, it's like you feel fear. 
you feel paranoia right. you feel like you feel like something is wrong with you but you can't really put your finger on it and anxiety take all different forms or social anxiety mm-hmm. so you can't really socialize and interact mm-hmm. with persons properly because you just have this overwhelming fear that oh something's going to happen something, yeah. something bad's going to happen um paranoia i felt paranoia like persistently like i feel like somebody's going to come kill me um, i mean apart from me apart from me <laughs> <laughs> Like I'll, I'll be walking home and I'll oh please feel, no JCF that's actually a joke like JCF is not a joke in case something Help really happens you know <laughs> if I go missing <laughs> it's not me people Stefan Morrison <laughs> Morrison Stefan Morris is not me people if I go missing it's him anxiety um I was actually reading up again and it's saying that there are many different levels of anxiety right. and ranging from panic attacks to not being able to get out of bed mm-hmm. and on medication. And sometimes people have to check themselves into like self-help clinic. Yep. So depression and anxiety, people, not because you have a bad day, it means you're depressed. Mm-hmm. So I want people to understand that as well from this podcast. But moving on from that, we put ourselves in situations sometimes and there are triggers to mm-hmm. stuff. How do we manage ourselves in, in that regard? If you know that like the man or the girl where you know enough to talk to, you end up talking to them and it puts you in that state. Mm-hmm. What can you do to kind of alleviate or how can you bring yourself to a place where the trigger does not become so triggering anymore, if that makes sense? First of all, if you are conscious of a trigger, right. avoid it. Oh my God. People like, avoid the man, avoid the woman, avoid, avoid triggers, period, period. If you are aware of your trigger and you can avoid it, avoid it it's as simple as that if you can't avoid the trigger try to listen how often you're around it so if your trigger is a person or a place if you don't have to see the person if you don't have to be at the place don't be there sometimes triggers can be smells a scent a cologne a a perfume a tv show right if it so happens that you are in a place and that smell somebody coming wearing the perfume if you can move just move if you feel like you're getting the heart palpitations Jittery and, the, and whatever just there's this thing called grounding yeah grounding guys mm-hmm. so grounding is where you basically activate your five senses mm-hmm. so you first of all you have to breathe so slow proper breathing you shift your focus from the trigger to other things yeah. so you listen out for certain songs so like try to find songs of birds or you look for different things in the environment so like okay try to find four different color cars four red cars and so you're basically shifting the focus from the trigger you're distracting your mind so you can try grounding and just Simply avoid the place, avoid the person, avoid the thing. I'm happy that you touched on that because I've had triggering um, points. I I have triggers as well. Mm -hmm. And how I manage that is... Well, first of all, I'm not really a person that shares a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I've gone through a lot of stuff. And how I manage that is I literally... My way of, of getting rid of things is like, for instance, a person, I block them. Mm-hmm. And my friends used to always be like, why you always have to block people? Like, you know, you can just like be mature. But I'm like, no, because for me, once you're blocked in my mind, it's like you're blocked in life. <laughs> so like, that's my way of dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if persons hurt me or whatever, which has happened before. And like when I've come to a point, I will like unblock them. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the blocking is the activation of like acknowledging that this thing happened or whatever. So I'm... 
how do you show up for your friends like if they're going through an issue and you don't really know what to say to them you know like because sometimes people come with issues and situations that you genuinely can't don't help know. them because you're not the professional and you don't know what to right say and i mean like friendship advice is so much and no more yeah if somebody needs professional help like how do you deal with that especially with friends like who have job issues because i have friends who leave university and then can't find a job and like it's hard and the expectations of parents the expectations of you know your peers people your church all of that Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that how do you support people but still be there for yourself right um i think a lot of times we think that we have to be able to say something oh my god guys that was that was thunder we're recording in like hurricane gilbert (laughs) (laughs) lol yes um so like i was saying some persons think that in order to show support you should be able to say something yeah a lot of times persons don't need you to tell them what to do or say they just need support they just need you to listen yeah so if you can listen probably interject with one or two questions or asking how they feel about that or whatever that can help that can actually help and also be genuine like first pers- i think that persons can tell when you're actually genuine mm-hmm. that's the thing as well me not me not like how mary sue look she, she not look like she have feel it like mm-hmm. yeah how, how, you know how, how can you gauge those things because you're really sometimes like for me i don't show emotions outside so like i'll be listening to you mm-hmm. and i'm literally like blank but like deep inside i'm like oh my god and all that kind of stuff i feel like if your friendship is if your friendship is um true you should be able to tell when the person is genuinely mm-hmm. you know there for you and genuinely want to listen to you and help you as opposed to somebody who just knows they have issues they want to know what it is and can go talk about it <laughs> let's not even no i'm just saying <laughs> let's not even you know like that's for another podcast people no shade no tea <laughs> But yes, I, I I get what you're saying. And sometimes I think like even when you're helping somebody, you have to be careful about the words you choose. Yes. Because sometimes you may say to the person like, Paula, you're being you're being so immature, right? Over. And then like and you don't know worse. that you can worse like, in situation. Don't don't play. Don't don't guys, play somebody's guys, feelings. Do not don't play yes. people's pain. Don't don't play things that hurt people because just just because it doesn't affect you the same doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that it's not a real thing. Exactly, and that's what I always said to my friends. Like whenever I'm like helping them through things and all of that, because I'm that type of friend, guys. Please <laughs> please clap me, people. Thank you, thank you. But I always said to people that you cannot discount somebody's experience. Exactly, it's not your story to feel. You're only supposed to support the person because. The magnitude of what they're feeling, you will never know. And you don't know. You don't. We're know individuals. What, exactly. Right? We're different people with different personalities, different strengths, different weaknesses. Don't discount just because I am not going to be affected by somebody by driving me on the road. Yeah. And Stefan would be. Doesn't mean that his reaction. No, I is, really am though, because me really want to just take up. Sure. <laughs> taxi men. No, they're not different. Yeah, different case. Going back to supporting your friends, carry them out, distract them with something. Have them come over, spend time with them, carry them go somewhere, give them food. Food helps everything. Like, you don't have to talk all the time. You can just show up for them. And just go to a movie or something. Go to a movie, whatever. So I'm happy we touched on that point because I want us to, um, I want us to touch on 
what are some ways that you can keep your mental health in check? What can you do for yourself, and for yourself and for others? And also, not only just what can you do, but how can you effectively employ these strategies that it becomes a part of your day-to-day physical and mental well-being? So the first thing I'll say to help your mental health establish clear boundaries. Clear boundaries, people. When you hear that? Clear boundaries. Where we say boundaries, yeah. Boundaries like Zoso. When you yeah, over there, so we over there, so they over there, so. Yeah. I don't even know if that um, analogy. I don't think it was right. <laughs> but <laughs> moving on. Establish clear boundaries. Boundaries, guys. So intimate boundaries, mm-hmm. work boundaries, family boundaries. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, some yeah, some relationships where family they're like because I'm your mother, you should do this and you should do that. But that's just all the poor people to them. That's some personal, but yeah. okay. No, 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 <laughs> guys, surely not doing that to me. But I'm just saying, if the child cannot pass for campion, they just cannot pass for campion. They can go to. You get mentioned campion in every episode. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, establish clear boundaries, proper sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of us struggle with sleep. But it's sleep in the in the age of Netflix that's kinda hard. Look here. Consider which one's which one is important. Netflix mm-hmm. or your mental health. Alright, yeah, true. Mental right. health guys. Um balanced diet, eat mm-hmm. properly. KC can stay. Cook a yard. Okay, she's she's preaching to me guys. Mm-hmm. If you ever say shall look for Miss Trenty. Exercise. Mm-hmm. We don't make time for exercise, but just walking up and down or in the community couple jumping jacks whatever exercise do something that you love so a hobby like reading painting whatever get involved in something like that have good friendships Mm -hmm. some friendships are toxic and they're bad for your mental health weed them out get rid of them and and it's not just friendship in the people like relationships places relationships on a whole get rid of the stressors as much as possible get rid of them out of your life because how do you get rid of a stressor though identify it if it's a person if it's a relationship that you have you can either you cannot walk up to them and give them a fat (laughs) a joke we have to edit that out (laughs) a joke yeah but how how do you get rid of like if it's a if it's a person if you can work on mending the relationship Mm -hmm. sure if they don't care about men in that relationship, on. move And that's on. what I tell people all the time. Sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where where are we alone? I come to the kitchen with everything. And a lot of times, are we alone? I show up for cook. Are we alone? And then the, the people them not even come with no ingredients. Eat. So them just come to eat. eat. And, they want and we more. just right. And we just in the kitchen. I cook. I cook. I sweat. And we're like, where the butter? Where the chef on? Yeah, where the margarine? But and yeah. yeah. But like, guys, show up for yourself first. And a lot of times we hang on to some relationships because of how long... Attachment. Attachment. And what it makes us feel and what it validates within ourselves. And we pick out the good things out of the relationships and say, yes. And we magnify them, not realizing that there are a lot of negatives. The negatives far outweigh the positives. But because they're so near and dear to us and we love them and them they in our life and we're born. mm Yeah. If so you're bad. saying that if somebody is bad for you, even if them are your close friend from 25 years ago, if let they're bad go. for you, let it go. Let it Guys, go. the theme of today is let, let it go. go. <laughs> <I was> oh. <laughs> well, let it go, guys. It so yes, guys, we're almost wrapping up the episode, mm-hmm. Paula. Last question and the final thing I want to just ask you. 
mental health, where do you see it in a few years? And what's your hope that people will get from this episode, but not just get from this episode, that they will validate themselves? What, 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 what's your hope? What's your wish? Because you're, you're an advocate. You're pro, always pro, talking pro about it. Guys, she always talks about mental always. health. And she has a blog. Check it out. It's called the, the Still Soul. The Still Soul. I put the I put the the link in the bio and all that. that. But just tell, where do you want to see mental health go? I first of all, I want, I would love for the stigma attached to mental health and mental illnesses mm-hmm. to be removed because yeah. that stigma is preventing so many people from getting the help that they need. Yeah. I also want persons to come into a better understanding of mental health mm-hmm. and mental wellness and realize that it's just as important as your physical health right you can't be healthy if you're only healthy quote-unquote physically yeah. and your mental health is trash yeah totally get you totally and i hope you. that i see that there are a lot of persons like talking more about mental health i hope that it continues and i hope that this conversation ongoing conversation makes it so that there are proper resources for mental health proper resources available for mental illnesses there are more persons that they're more things accessible so like more therapists more medication in workplaces yeah. like for people can take mental health days right, and, and all like, of those things yeah you know? so the awareness definitely needs to be there but i think so far we're doing a good job yeah we need to continue on that path yeah well the 2019 has been a very hard year for me i think it has been one of the hardest years mentally physically everything from it i i i i'm i'm echoing your sentiments Mm -hmm. and close out the episode i just want to say you can't tell how someone feels just by looking at them or what they share online Mm -hmm. um, or what they just share generally just like physical health we all have mental health and it involves our feeling mood so take care of you you're all you have Yes. At be the kind end of the to your day. mind. Be kind to your mind, guys. Write that down on your dashboard in your house. Be kind, be to, kind your to your mind. Your mind is what makes up like half of your body. Yeah. What? I mean, if you don't have a mind, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, I want to thank you so much for joining Thanks me for today. Me. And uh, just tell the people about your blog again. And yes, so check my it blog out. is thestilledsoul.wordpress.com. I also have a mental health support group. Mm-hmm. It's called Christians for Mental Wellness JA. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Christian, I know the church don't really talk about mental health much. The church don't really talk about a lot that. of things. But guys, stay tuned for my church episode. You know, come. It's stronger than even. It's stronger than bleach and, and baking soda. Don't Mix. come from a place of, of, of emotion, okay? <laughs> Don't do that. But anyway, guys, Christians for Mental Health, Mental Wellness, JA. If mm-hmm. you're a Christian and you struggle with mental health or you have mental illness, come on over. We're here for you. We want to support and love you. Guys, I'm on a white glasses. I got me really look Thanks so much for being here, Paula. And guys, remember to follow the Live Millennially page on Instagram. That's yes. at Live Millennially. Yes, follow yes, Paula. Yes. What's your handle again? It's not on my Instagram. All right, guys. She, she, me. Yeah, yeah. She's just too much. Me, me I come strong figure like a boosting and you know, anti strong. Follow the blog, yeah. okay? Yeah. And, and also follow me on my personal social media at Steph Guy Egg. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into another episode of Living Millennially. Today we had Paula K. Murphy yes. and she was talking about mental health. Guys, remember. Be kind to, to your, your mind. mind. Let's say that together. One after two. One, two. Be, Be kind, kind to, to your mind. mind. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Living Millennially with Steph Kai. If you like what you just heard, please share, leave a review, or you can follow the Instagram page at Live Millennially or me on social media at StephKai8. Be sure to check out the other episodes if you haven't. What are you waiting for? Join us next time for another episode of Living Millennially with StephKai. I'm StephKai. Until then, walk good.